Hello, everyone. You're listening to Elisa Unfiltered Living Life Out Loud, the podcast. My name is Elisa Curry-Lowitz, and I am here today speaking from the heart to inspire and motivate you to be your best self. There is so much more to life than the nine to five daily grind, and I want to share all of my secrets with you. So let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Elisa Unfiltered Podcast. My name is Elisa, and today it is Wednesday, June 8th, 2022. In today's episode, I'm going to chat with my good friend, Michelle, Michelle Wolf. You've probably heard her on the show before. We've done a few podcasts together. I love her energy so much. And today we're going to talk about some really important, authentic topics. For example, that million dollar mindset, being an entrepreneur and going after your dreams despite how other people might feel about this and how they might sort of close the doors on you, how to handle when people gaslight you for being you, right? And 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 what carving out time for yourself actually looks like in this very busy life that we are living. Because let me ask you this. Okay, I don't know about you, but... <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. life just seems, I don't know, is it more complicated or intense or both these days? I just, I feel like people are mean to other people. Everyone's kind of walking on eggshells around each other and, and people's fuses are so short. And I realize that there is a lot of grief and loss and, I don't know, environmental changes, environment issues uh, when it comes to like our earth and our actual ecosystems that we're living in, like our family dynamics and our relationships. I get it. I know this. And I, I just, I think a really important exercise that I practice within my intuitive awareness um, daily practices to reflect and ask myself really important questions. One of which is like, when you leave a conversation and you feel kind of yucky, it's like, what was I mean to that person? You know, it's not about being right, being right and mean. Um, it all stems from fear, from conditions and expectations. When we when we love conditionally, you know, I will love you if I will love you when we're not acting out of love, we're acting out of fear. When, we, when our love is conditional, we are no longer connected to our authentic self. We're, we're actually not in love. We're in fear because we all know love is unconditional. But it's interesting how we reframe it and rephrase it in our own lives to make ourselves feel better. Even though we are acting out of fear, we are setting conditions and expectations, not allowing someone to be their full authentic self because that makes us uncomfortable. That is a fear. All right. And I think one of the biggest pieces missing in our lives right now is that true authenticity, like actual real people talking about real shit. We need more uh, not for show conversations where like, I don't know, I just I listen to people speaking and everyone's great and there's so many lovely, amazing folks out there that are doing some really, really great stuff. 
And then, you know, like Kim Kardashian gets front row center. And sure, she's done a lot of really great things, I think. I don't even know. But like, it's just this lie. People are living this massive lie. There's one scene that people see and then there's another scene that's completely in the dark behind closed doors close the curtains and then they can actually be off you know like when you have to go to like a dinner party and you have to act be on when you're on what is that is that your authentic self is that who you really are why do we have to be on when we're around certain people i think this is a real problem i i i honestly think I'm just throwing out a number here that 90% of our problems come from come from suppressing who we are, come from denying the fact that we are acting out there and that we are pretending to be something that we're not and 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 we're running from our truth and we don't even know how to sit with ourselves. You know, in other words, letting the opinions of others control who we are and I'm determined to break that spell because you, yes, you listening right now wherever you are, tuning in in your car, maybe you're on your walk, cleaning your kitchen, you have a bright sparkle within you. And also, you have adopted beliefs, because you're a domesticated human, that you are most likely, that are causing you to most likely dim that sparkle. All right. And that's what we do. That is the human condition. Listen, I got myself into some really horrible situations. I'm sure you know most of them because that because of this exact same thing, I adopted the idea that I was a fat, unlovable failure and therefore chose relationships, jobs, health practices that all revolved around what I deserved, what I thought I deserved at the time from that bullshit narrative. And I got myself into big trouble. And the worst part is, is I didn't even know. I was so asleep and living in ego in the story, in the way it's always been that I didn't even know I was the one controlling my reality. And for those of you who have listened to the show, who follow me on Instagram, who know me in person, am I a fat, unlovable failure? <laughs> Absolutely not. It seems insane to me that I felt that way for so long, for decades. And now that I have become aware, it seems insane to not live my life authentically. The more I step into who I am, the more I am like, it is crazy to put the mask on, to act like someone that you're not. I used to pretend that my life was better than it was 100% of the time, okay? I'd close the curtains, I'd shut the door, and then I could finally just like be me, alone, with no one else to see, to judge me. And because I felt like saving face was so important. Now, I get it. and. Michelle Wolf is another human being on this earth that truly gets it too. She gets it. And we have some of the best and most deepest conversations ever. And we've talked about really shitty things and hard things. And like, yes, I feel grateful to have a friend. And this is one of the reasons why I want to share this conversation because we don't hear conversations like this very often. We don't hear two people coming together and just shooting the shit. That's the behind closed door crap. So I want to sort of open the door and really talk about these issues and, and, and what authentic authenticity really looks like. We, we talk about real shit and hold space for each other and we don't judge and we disagree and we move on and wow, we support each other big time. 
And so today I just got back from Mexico a couple days ago. I haven't spoken to Michelle in a couple weeks, so I wanted to have this and share this candid, real, authentic conversation with my friends for all of you. So what do you say? Should we get into it? <laughs> yeah. Clapping. Welcome, Michelle Wolf. Friend. Hello. <laughs> so good to see you we're on zoom right now it's so good to see you how is it going michelle oh my gosh i feel like so much has changed and i think mm-hmm. it's i mean it's spring so so many shifts start to happen like emotionally even on their own yeah um but things are really good things are really good you just got back from a holiday as well how are you <clears throat> oh my gosh i had like the most incredible time first of all It took me a really long time to get to Mexico. It was very, very, very hard. And once I was there, there was a um, Category 2 hurricane for the first four days. (laughs) Holy shit, buddy. Like, the, the, the week before we even left, there was a massive storm here in Ottawa. We didn't even have power when we left. We didn't have power for nine days at our house. We left on day eight, though. So and then we like flew into a hurricane and we just bonded and had like such an amazing time making do. And, you know, sometimes just hanging out in a hotel room and eating like gourmet food and like working out is all you need. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. I completely in a different space. In a different space. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And like, you know, you go outside for two seconds and the tropical air and the sea and the even though it was windy as hell and you couldn't really stand outside. <laughs> we we got two days of sun. Two days oh, of sun. that's it. It looked like you had more. So that's great. Well, not great. <laughs> I, I think it's because. <laughs> laying around, hanging out. I think it's because the last two days, that's all we did was like lay around. So I was like posting a lot about it. And, and then like we we're literally on the way to the airport and we're like. If it was this hot and this sunny every day, I think we would have died. Like there was some like the hurricane really brought us close together. It was it was interesting and and made us appreciate the sun. And then we had like two days of like the hottest sun of all time. And then and now we're home. And, and you know, a part of me feels ref- like, do you feel refreshed? Do you feel refreshed when you go on holidays? It depends what kind of holiday mm. I've been on many different kinds of holidays yeah and if it's like one where well I have to say if I were to go to back to like times when I would go to like a retreat or not a retreat a um uh what is it called like when you stay in Jamaica stay like an all-inclusive a, resort sort of all-inclusive thing? resort yeah. exactly yeah. and so typically when I would do that in the past, I would drink a lot. And mm. so by the time you get home, you were exhausted, you're hungover, you're tired, mm-hmm. you're like, oh my God, like lacking sleep completely. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, usually I need a holiday by the time I get back. But I will say that things have shifted now. I feel like if I were to go now, it would probably be different because I don't drink anymore mm-hmm. and I'm more mindful of my sleep. So who knows? I guess we'll see if, if, if that happens next time I go on a holiday. Okay, well, I'm going to pick your brain on that a little bit because, okay, so this episode is sort of officially a girl talk part two. I love chatting and picking your brain. We have some of the the best conversations, I have to say. And, you know, I'm, I, I'd love to not challenge the listeners, but like um, encourage or have the listeners pay attention to the types of people that are in their life where you can just be yourself 
and speak what's on your mind and have the other person hold space for it. I think like that's one of the most magical things about our relationship. I mean, I haven't seen you for a couple weeks and it's like we're right back into it. <laughs> it's like time has passed, but no time has passed. And um, so you mentioned sobriety. I, I know that you're not a drinker and I know, I literally know a handful of people that are mindfully sober. And I say that because I think there's a difference between alcoholic sober and mindfully sober. And there's no distinction. There's no scale. Like it doesn't matter your reasoning to it. But I think that there's something to be said when people just notice that alcohol affects them in a negative way. Does that speak to you a little bit? Is that how you've decided? Absolutely. And it's funny when you say that I'm a non-drinker because, I mean, I drank like a fish most of my (laughs) life. I grew up in a small town and that's what you did. Like since I was 13, Mm -hmm. I've been experimenting with it. And then as I got older, I mean, I always had a fake ID before I was 19. Yep. And we partied with like, you party from people who are, like I said, 13 to like 75, you know, you go over to the neighbor's house and then you maybe go over to the next neighbor's house for a drink. And then maybe you'll go for dinner and then you'll go to another neighbor's house. Like it's just in a small town, there's just such an opportunity to drink alcohol and it's a good time. Like I had a lot of fun Mm -hmm. and yeah. So, so first and foremost, it's just, it's so funny to hear you still say that, that I don't drink, but it's been now almost three years Mm -hmm. that I haven't had a drink. And it was not because I was an alcoholic. It wasn't because of any specific moment that I was like, Oh my God, that terrible thing happened. I can't, I'm never doing this again. It wasn't that. It was more yeah. so I get cold source mm-hmm. when I have multiple nights of drinking. Um, I can feel it in my skin. Like I just feel oily and disgusting. Mm-hmm. I was having like gut health issues. I was feeling very bogged down and drained and tired. And in my life, I am an entrepreneur and I love to be clear. I love to have amazing conversations. I want to build a multi-million dollar business. I have so many goals. And when I drink, I feel like those goals are being completely like tarnished. Like I just, it's not allowing me to achieve the things that I want to achieve on the days when I'm working towards something, I feel, I would feel hungover. And it's like, it's just, it just wasn't worth it anymore. So yeah, there's definitely, you know, the alcoholics and then the people who are just, and I shouldn't say alcoholics because there's a whole different realm to that as well. But yeah, yeah, totally. yeah some people who, everybody has a different reason. And, yeah. and that's my reason. I just, I just want to feel my best, you know, and alcohol does not do that. How about you? How do you feel oh. when you're drinking or have you tested out not drinking or what is your head around it? Yeah, many times. I just, I find it so interesting, the whole uh, drinking culture. Is that like a word? <laughs> is that a thing? I think yeah, it is. It is. It has become. Oh yeah, it has become. And it's and it's amazing how many people, even now, like as we get older, like we'll glorify. So like all, I will, I in the past, I have gone massive stints of my life without drinking. Not like an, I'm never going to drink again situation but like I in the beginning of like I want I'll say like my my orthorexic 
experience. This was like 10 years ago is when it started. I did this super clean. This was before clean eating was like a buzzword. I did a super clean diet with like no booze, coffee, sugar, gluten, dairy, processed foods, like salt. I literally ate fruits and vegetables and meats like that and fish, um, eggs with very minimal to zero processing. So, um, for a year, and of course, so no booze with that. No booze. No nothing. I had. I was taking no medications. I was taking um, some supplements, like some vitamin supplements, some iron, um, things like that. And after a year, I lost like seventy pounds. I lost so much weight. I was only drinking water as well and bubbly water. I started drinking like Perrier limes like they were going out of style. Like I would have like 10 Perrier limes a day. (laughs) It's so interesting. Um, Anyways, at the end of that year, I felt amazing. Like amazing. I can't even. energy, clarity. Yes. And I was like, okay, this is the way. This is the way everyone needs to live. This is the best thing that's ever happened to me. Meanwhile, like I was, that was like the tipping point of me, like going down this really slippery slope about like eliminating stuff in my life. And it was like, at the time, I thought I was superwoman. People were praising me for what I was doing. It was like such a culture. And it's funny because the first time, I know we're talking about drinking here, but the first thing that I did when I that year ended, all I wanted was a Big Mac. That was, I craved, I used to drink, um, eat fast food often. All I wanted was a Big Mac. So I went to McDonald's and I got a Big Mac meal with a big Coke and I took a bite of that Big Mac and it tasted like a salt lick, like yep. for a horse. It was the saltiest, most disgusting thing I have ever eaten. Now, I had a year's worth of like retraining my taste buds. And like, it was to the point where like I would eat a tomato and it was so sweet. Like, oh, I love that. yes, like green, like green peppers were sweet. Like you yeah. don't, you don't have sweet green peppers when you, when you eat sugar or even like, a lot of fruit even like your taste buds get totally reformed. And I, I, I have never eaten at McDonald's again after that. And it was, it was just so much salt and I had no idea. So anyways, the booze thing, I was introducing booze. And when I spoke about booze or not drinking, because afterwards I, I, I did drink a little bit. I did have a lot of social pressure, but I, I mean, I don't know about you, but like, did you like when I stopped drinking, I was like, why? Are you pregnant? Why? Are you an alcoholic? Why? Like, it's all these, like, interesting questions. And it's like, uh, the thing that shut people up was me saying, I'm on a cleanse. (laughs) Mm, I'm cleansing. And other people have tried that. Yeah. So people will just back off, whether it's like a cleanse or not. I just like, oh, no, I'm just cleansing. Oh, okay, no problem. And then they totally back down. How interesting is that? Mm-hmm. So I think I eliminated a lot of my like drinking buddies before mm. I completely quit because I had been kind of weaning off. And so oh, I never had a lot of pressure. And I was very vocal about like, yeah, I'm not going to drink because I just want to like just have a break for a little while. Yeah. But then the pandemic hit. So then it was even easier. Mm. So through the whole pandemic, it was like very simple for me because I was like, I'm not drinking and I wasn't really around people to socialize a lot. And then 
recently I went out with a bunch of girls that I really only know from online here, a lot of them. I saw that. That looked really fun, to be honest. What's that? (laughs) That looked like you had a time. I was like, I want to be there with you guys in that restaurant. It looked fun. Powerhouse women. women. We were treated like queens because we went out with a woman who owns a restaurant here in Toronto. And so she's connected. Like, it was her chef who was actually cooking at the Four Seasons. And so they cooked us a feast and treated us like queens. And that's how we should all deserve to be treated. Just so that we're all clear here. And I remember the first, as, when we first got there and everybody ordered a cocktail and I was like, Can I, do you have any mocktails? Cause like in the past I would never even order a mocktail. Cause like, I don't like juice. I don't even want like a sugary drink. Like yep. give me a cookie. Yep. I don't even want a sugary drink. Yeah. Got it. But I was like, I kind of feel like one tonight. So I asked for mocktails and every head turned and looked at me. Cause like, they don't know my story. They didn't, they've never listened to mm. me talk about not drinking. And immediately I was like, not pregnant. Wish I was. Wish I was. I've been yeah. trying, but I'm not. So yeah. I'm just being very open with you. Yeah. And um, they all just kind of giggled. And they're like, oh, okay. I, want, I wondered. I wondered. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I just, I haven't, I haven't, I'm, I'm not drinking right now. And um, so, yeah, I don't feel the pressure. And I think it's kind of funny just being like, I don't want to drink. Like, I yeah. But, and so I don't have pressure on myself. And so it's very easy for me to not feel the pressure from other people. But I can see how pe- other people would feel the pressure, especially if like your significant others drinking a lot mm-hmm. or, you know, just like your normal friend group because we're different when we drink. You know, a lot of yes. people are. I'm just as crazy, but <laughs> I wanna- people are different. I want to go back to you being a powerhouse millionaire yourself because you're building a business. And like, I know for a fact, as an entrepreneur myself, when I'm hungover, I am half the person. I give even a quarter of the energy. Like for multiple days after you've drank, like your body still is recuperating for days. So here's the thing that really got me is I read it. I read this book, um, Shoot, now I can't now I can't even remember what it is. Do you remember the book? It's about something about a, her. It's a it's a, a book about a woman who was an alcoholic and she quit drinking. And I will find it here because it's gonna be here. But I read the book and she discussed about how it's actually poison. Mm-hmm. So if you think of it as that, you're literally ingesting poison into your body. It's it's complete it's called quit like a woman. And oh, interesting. that is what got me. Cause I'm like, I'm literally eating the drinking poison. Like, why am I doing this to my brain? Uh, yeah. It's like um, socially accepted poison though. It's socially accepted poison that has, that people make a lot of money uh, with and governments regulate and make a lot of money. But that, yeah. That's why it's okay because the government is okay with it. Yeah. And I'm not saying we have to ban it. I'm not saying it has to be banned. Totally. I just think that it, there should be more awareness around the fact of like what it's actually doing to your body. Yeah. And yeah, I'm a powerhouse woman who wants to build a multi-million dollar business. So I don't need to be feeling foggy. I need to be feeling clear and I need to have energy to be mm-hmm. able to accomplish what I want to accomplish. I love it. And sobriety is a massive thing. It's a big undertaking. I've talked to so many people that are like, okay, that are like, oh, I could never do that. So I, I know that there's people listening that are like, I could never give it up. Like, I could never oh, do I've that. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> same Z's. <laughs> I was a fish. I drank like a fish. I think that's one of the reasons why I've always put that, like, I'm just going to go through a short period of time. Like, I'm going to do them, like, Sober October. I haven't actually done Sober October, but that's just trendy. Something that just came to mind. I'll do, like, Michael and I... Um, 
he's doing some health things um, over the last few months. We did drink in Mexico, um, which is, I think, one of the reasons why I'm struggling so hard this week. Like coming home, I'm like a disaster. He's a disaster. We have aura rings. So my aura ring, it tells me how I sleep. It tells me uh, like what my readiness is. It tells me my activity level. And it is literally like it shows my heart rate when I go to bed and so and throughout the night which is a really cool feature. And I'm not an aura rep or anything, but I just find it so interesting how my heart rate, typically you're, you're like, if you can think of like a heart rate graph, like with mm-hmm. um, the little lines, it's almost like a, like a sound wave. Um, it goes, it's supposed to look like a hammock. So like in the middle of your sleep is the lowest point of your heart rate. And then as you start to like come out of deep sleep and wake up, your heart rate slowly kind of comes back up. And so the hammock form is supposedly like the ultimate form. That's what you want. And when Michael and I sort of started taking our health a little bit more into consideration, stopped drinking, it, we, we both hammocked like immediately. But now it's so interesting because all through Mexico, when we started drinking, our resting heart rates was like 10 beats higher. And we have a downward slope, meaning like the lowest it gets is like eight hours after we go to bed. And it's just like so taxing on your system to have your your body decompressing over that long because it can't. It needs to like stay. Uh, it, it, something to do with your, I, I'm not an expert, but it's something to do with your metabolism and how you metabolize alcohol and sugar. And dude, and you can feel it. <laughs> it's crazy. Absolutely. And that's the thing, like when you have someone who's been sick or like when you've seen someone go through illness, which I have, you start to appreciate your health more. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I'm like, that's where I get like the motivation in in order to do these things. And I never set out to not drink Mm -hmm. uh, like ever again. It was just like, you know, right now I didn't want to have it. So that felt good for me. And for somebody else, it might be getting rid of sugar. It might be getting rid of coffee or it might be, you know, just living your life moderately you yeah know? just experimenting even trying things yeah trying yeah. things I don't think there should be any shame in that I think it's just like what feels good for you give it a try and as long as it's not harming anybody else then amazing and not drinking is definitely improving my life so <laughs> okay so outside of drinking or not drinking rather how what what types of things are you doing how are you carving out time for yourself in such a busy time like you're starting your own clothing line business which it looks fantastic you have a full-time podcast you have like a lot of episodes you're doing all sorts of things um w- yeah how are you keeping a clear mind and keeping motivation high or is it high? <laughs> yeah, it's taken years to get to this point, but I had many years of grinding, like mm. working to the grind, like getting up early, getting in my workouts before the sun comes up, working out, going to work, um, working late, working overtime. Yeah. And I just decided that I didn't want that anymore. And I do a lot of mindset work and I know that I don't need to work harder. I need to work, work smarter. Mm, so I started doing things like investing and just finding ways of making money where I'm making money when I'm sleeping mm. or I'm making a larger amount of money within a, a, a shorter amount of time of my time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've really worked on mindset. So I think that that is like probably the biggest factor because I do not feel stressed. If anything, 
I am enjoying life so much more. So I've been going out with friends more. I've been like having more experiences. I've been going for dinners. I just feel so clear. And I think also a big part of that is following my menstruation cycle. Ooh, tell me everything. Which I love this because you actually asked me if we could do a nighttime podcast. And I was like, you know what? I'm close to my period. Mm -hmm. And at that time, I'd like to have a little bit more sleep. Yeah. And I don't want to book anything too late because I know that that might tie into that. So um, I used to be a hit workout kind of girl, always, every day, no changes. It was just the way that I was. And I learned to try to kind of adapt your workouts to where you are in your cycle. So for instance, like during my period, I'm going to do more of the walking Pilates and like resting. Yep. And even like right before period. And then when I have the other phases where you have more energy, you're going to do your, you know, high intensity workouts and weight training and that sort of thing. So I've really shifted more to listening to my body. And so so if I have a day where I'm just like completely exhausted, I actually rest. Like I Mm -hmm. actually find time to take a nap, you know, and it sounds bonkers because I'm building this business and I got things to do. Yeah. Um, but I'm not stressed because everything's getting done. Everything is getting done. And it's, I mean, we'll see when it comes out and everything kiboshes and it doesn't work out. (laughs) Not a chance. Oh, do you know, did I ever give you Cassandra Wilder's, uh, information? She should come on your show. She's a great, she's like, she did. So you, you interviewed her. Yeah. Okay. I think I reposted something of hers today because of, because of what she was talking about. I love um, her. She, yeah, she's yep. so clear on the hormones and that I do the same thing because I was like sort of obsessed with running super hard and long distances, especially because I trained for so many marathons. And then I was like doing some weight training, which very mild. Um, then then I had a conversation with her. I think it was probably a year and a half ago. I had her on the Elise Unfiltered podcast. And yep. since that day, I, it, it took a long time for me to sort of walk instead of run or to um, like rest or say no or breathe or do yoga instead of run. Like, cause I was just running and then doing some weight training to, with this specific goal to be fit enough to run a marathon. So I worked with like a run coach and we would do like weightlifting and some days was like the biggest grind. And I, and like, Sure, you feel good once you get into the workout, but then you don't feel good later on or the next day or like things, you know, there's that that whole philosophy of like, just get moving and you're going to be fine, which nine times out of 10 is the thing. But when you're close to your period or the time of your month where it's not okay and you know, like, why not just do something different that day or the week, you know? Well, and it's, here's the thing. I still do believe that we're supposed to move. Like I do Mm -hmm. think that we are supposed to move. I really do believe that, but in a different form. In a different form, totally. Stretching or like slowly walking Mm -hmm. rather than running, like that sort of thing. When the pandemic hit, I stopped my HIIT workouts and I started walking and doing Pilates and my, like my body type changed like overnight. Like I lost weight that I have never ever had off since I was before being a teenager like I never had a six-pack in my life until the pandemic hit no way oh yeah and it's because I stopped hit workouts I started walking and doing Pilates and my body wasn't so stressed out it had been so stressed out 
that I was carrying this excess body weight because I was so stressed stressing out. it out. Yeah, I hear you. I'll even notice if I do a couple days on my Peloton instead mm-hmm. of going for a walk at the wrong time of the month that I should not be doing that, mm-hmm. I will be bloated, like extremely bloated. Mm. This is so, I know, okay, Cassandra Wilder got me into this, but I love having conversations with other women because it's like so validating because like totally. And if you are able to pay attention to it, not in a judgmental format, that's why I love intuitive awareness so much is like you, for example, are very intuitive. So you naturally connect the dots. You, You won't hesitate to say, oh, it's because I did that HIIT workout or I, you know, I know if I eat this Big Mac, I'm going to suffer. Like you already connect the dots. Those are obvious dots. But then there's like the next level where it's like I need to fill my cup by going out to dinner with my friends instead of grinding it out on my laptop for till I fall asleep and wake up and do it again. Like there's there's definitely like a sliding spectrum of like how people connect the dots. Other people need to literally be smashed over the head, given data, proof, doctors, like people telling them for them to actually get a clue because they're just so disconnected from their bodies. And and that's a really hard thing. Would you say it's a really hard thing to realize, oh, fuck, (laughs) like I am not connected. I needed, it took me a lot to get to a place where I can take responsibility for the way I feel. So I'm going to tell you this really cool thing that I recognized the other night when I went out. And that night when I went out with all these girls, these huge successful women, one of the girls has a blue check. So we always make fun of her. Oh, we're celebrities. Oh, blue check. Everybody look out. <laughs> I love <laughs> it. Funny. So, um, and, and they're not pretentious at all. Like they're all just so down to earth and lovely women. But when I went out with them, I also went out with another friend. She's doing accessibility reviews, which by the way, one of them just blew up the other day. I saw it. City line tonight. And like, it's just incredible. So that's a whole nother journey. Is that, is that story going out of a restaurant going out of business now or what? (laughs) Well, it possibly could. And so I had to talk with her about her anxiety on that one because it's like, well, listen, this, this place lied and said they were accessible and they weren't. Do you want to tell the story? The benefit of the doubt. You went on Yelp, you called them ahead of time. Even you don't just seek out places and say, Oh, these guys are bad. It's actually a place that said they were accessible. Yes. Um, but I was like, think of the millions of people you're helping because now places are going to actually think about it. People are going to be more conscious about it. And the person who is listening is feeling seen and heard right now, because we've gone out way too many times where somebody says it's accessible and it's not. And then we get shut down and have to go somewhere else. Her own graduation wasn't accessible. So I took her out. Like it was brutal. It was brutal. So anyways, getting back to this story that I wanted to share about going out with the girls, having a full week, busy, 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 busy. And like so many major things happening with my business and my daughter, she's got basketball, uh, baseball that I help coach and we've got horse riding lessons and we just we're full week. Okay. And I could have been so stressed out and I could have decided to say no, but instead going out that night, uh, and not drinking, so I stayed out till like two in the morning, not drinking, woke up, had a big workout because I felt amazing. But when I went out, I didn't think to myself, oh my God, I have all this going on. I'm going to be tired, this and that. I thought to myself, what opportunities are going to come my way? Mm-hmm. I am going to enjoy this evening and be open to the possibility of some 
something major, something good happening. Yep. And sure enough, I spoke about things that I needed or things that I was searching for, things that just like randomly were coming to my head. I wasn't afraid to actually verbalize it. So one of the girls, Danielle Amos, she's from the Stratford area where I'm doing a photo shoot coming up for my fitness apparel line, Move Life. And I need and want multicultural people, but in Stratford, that's not a thing. Like there's not very many black people or Asian people or big or small. Like I don't know a whole realm of people. I know a lot of blonde yeah. fit women. Yeah. And sure enough, she listed off all these people and I'm like, oh my God, I forgot about that person and that person. And so mm. now I'm hooked up and have this beautiful array of women that are going to be my models uh. all because I mentioned it and I was open to looking for you know, the things that were coming to me when you're so busy, you don't have the awareness to like, think about those things and allow those intuitive things to come to you. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And you know what? I, I, okay. Something that you did there, if I can put it into words that, that very few people can do is you decide, you make a decision for yourself and you set an intention. So like, you're making a choice, a conscious, present-minded choice. I'm going to do this. And you set an intention for it, which sure, like you might be in yoga class or spin class and the instructor prompts you to set intentions for your workout. But when you can do that in your life outside, then you are in a space of like absolute awareness. Like you, you're starting, that's how people manifest. It's not just listening to a meditation and um, I don't know praying to God that you win the lottery, like, or whatever it is, like, you start when you live your life with it purposeful intention. And it doesn't mean like, things are going to fall out of the sky into your lap. But more often than not, with the intention, you can see things that you wouldn't have normally seen, or you, you have, uh, I don't know, more confidence to ask questions or to, I don't know, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And be, be aware of the things that are coming to you. Cause we're being taught and told like signs all day long. All day. Mm-hmm. And if we have the headspace for it, we're going to listen and we're going to actually move towards that. But if we're so go, 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 go busy, we're not going to hear those things. So yeah, I think it's, I, I believe it's really powerful just to be a lot more still, you know, yes. <laughs> not so in the grind all the time. And what happens in the silence is the real magic that so many of us have been avoiding our whole lives. I was listening to one of your reels or your podcast about, I, I don't even remember what guest, but it was really interesting how she had had a moment of silence in her house. Her kids were gone. No one was there. And she had never had time to just sort of like be on her own. And I can imagine there are millions of women in that situation where they've never slowed down enough just to sit with themselves. And... There are millions of women out there that when they do, fear triggers because they don't know who they are and they don't know how to live in silence or they don't know what to do with themselves. And they like, I know many people, like so many people, the pandemic has sort of shifted this uh, a little bit in odd ways, but um that like complain about their lives, complain about their lives. And then they go on vacation and guess what? They complain about their vacation or they have time and they complain about having time. Like, it's just like this weird thing. It's just like, what do you do in the silence? 
listen, if you, whatever you focus on grows. Mm. And so in the moment, if you feel like you're thinking about something, just be aware of that and recognize how like the more you think about that, you're going to get more of it. So Mm. even for instance, like when my partner bothers the crap out of me and I think to myself, he's so lazy Mm. or he's like, he's so annoying or he's so, you know, he just doesn't do anything that I want him to do. Well, the more (laughs) I say that, the more it comes into my life. Mm-hmm. where I've been trying to say more things like I'm so grateful for the moments when he is helping out and oh he just loaded that dishwasher I mm-hmm. love when he like is so grateful for his help he's so you know on it and respectful so the more I say those things the more he ends up doing more like it's amazing the mind trick that you know ex- exactly that point where the more you are paying attention to something the more that it's going to come into your life. Mm. So if you keep focusing on the bad stuff, that's what's going to come into your life. So you really got to be mindful of like where your mind is taking you. Oh, that is the essence of life, really. Okay, so question. If mm-hmm. you, um, how did you get to the point where you were paying attention? What, do you Did you have a process or was it just like time? Oh, I think it's time. I feel like I always have an answer. And at this moment, I don't know that I do. I think I think it's just time. It's been many, 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 many years. Um, traveling also, when I traveled to Australia, they're very slow there. Mm-hmm. Very just like in the moment, enjoy. They, they enjoy the moment a mm-hmm. lot more where ever since I was younger, I was go, 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 go. So I yep. learned a lot of lessons from Australia. And then from there, I started into the self-development world. And so... Yeah, I think it's time and openness to like all the podcasts I've listened to and books I've listened to. It just, it ingrains into your mind when you pay attention to it. So mm-hmm. I think, I think that would be it. Yeah, and you, you also ask, myself. again, the more you pay attention to something, the more it's going to come into your life. You ask yourself really constructive questions, I would say too. Not that you always have an answer, but I think that you kind of pause maybe for an extra moment before making a decision I would say that about you I don't know Mm -hmm. no I think I think you're right listen like I'm doing that right now yeah (laughs) yeah I analyze things a lot that's one thing I do like if my daughter is sick or if she's like if she has a headache or something I think to myself okay what were we doing yesterday did she drink enough water did she have any vegetables nope (laughs) she was at grandma's and she drank or she ate a lot of bread right so that's likely why she has a headache because right. she gets headaches when she eats like that. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, yeah, I'm very aware of like what's going on and yeah, just very curious. I'm, cur- I'm a You're, curious person. You are. I, th- I, th- I think it's awesome. Okay. So the last little, um, vein, uh, direction question, line of questioning. Um, I do want to go a little bit back to your business because, what you're doing is fantastic. And there are so many people, and this is a message that I'm really resonating with, especially in 2022, is just do the thing. And I understand why people are like, they resist the fear behind doing the thing. Um, there's, there's, there's those that have taken the leap and can easily say, do the thing, because you know the other side isn't what you thought it was going to be. You know that like going through it, yeah, sure, it's hard, but like the hardest part is the jump. Or I don't know, that's sort of my my thing. But when it comes to building your business here um, and you're doing the thing, 
you're doing uh-huh. a huge thing and it's so cool and I love like yeah it's awesome talk to me a little bit about maybe some of the resistance you might be feeling so you were right when it's like the, the jump is the hardest part mm-hmm. so getting started took years so for everybody listening out there I started move life a website that was a food blog that I knew in the back of my mind I actually wanted it to be a fitness apparel line it was actually like seven-ish years ago and then it was just like I have had clothes with move life on them on my like board my vision board for years like every I think every single vision board I've ever had has had that so getting started making the jump to actually do it is definitely the hardest thing you Mm -hmm. know am I going to have enough money is this even possible I've never met anybody who's created a clothing line like how how the heck am I supposed to do that I don't know where to get the clothes or how to know the sizing or any of that I I know nothing so how do you actually get started well that's the cool part when you finally make a choice when you make the decision you just keep going I don't Mm -hmm. think about all the pieces of the puzzle right now I literally think of like okay what do I need for tomorrow like in a month I have literally a month to this day, I have a fitness uh, or I have a photo shoot. Am I going to have all of the things I need for it? Do I have enough of my apparel line that's going to be here? The samples, enough of them going to be here in order to achieve that, you know? So it's like, I'm not thinking of, oh my gosh, I need a UPS like label maker. I need to contact UPS. (laughs) I need to, you know, like get boxes and this and that. Like I'm not thinking about all of that stuff today because I don't need that today. And I think that's the biggest part of it is like, Mm -hmm. once you get started, things just start rolling along and you're like, Oh, I didn't know that I needed that. Cool. I'll look into that tomorrow. And Mm -hmm. what is this about the clothing material? I I didn't even know about that. Okay. Today I'm going to research that, you know? So it's, it's really interesting how the jump is truly the hardest part. And then once you make that decision, and once you start going for it, it's like exciting. It's so much fun. It's not scary anymore. It's like, mm-hmm. it's this a beautiful adventure that is just unfolding. Like I don't have resistance. I don't have any hesitation. I'm literally like, come on, let's get this going. Let's get yep. this moving forward. Let's look like, today. I want my stuff now. Like, where's my samples? There's no more like, oh, should I? Do I? Maybe I should. Maybe I shouldn't. Like it's, it's very interesting how once you're in it, it's just go time. That's really powerful. Okay, honestly, the same sort of feeling I felt when I was getting divorced. Uh, It took me a long time, but the second I was like, I'm done, it's over. Like there was a cut and it was a detachment of, of, it was a jump. So like I decided and at that, it was like the hardest thing was just finally deciding. Same with starting my coaching business. I had the layout of my course. I, for... I started intuitive awareness 10 years ago with my guru, um, spiritual gangster, um, healer. And I literally have been practicing it for a decade. And I was like, I just want to do it. I want to do it. And I, and it it took me so long to press go. And then once I pressed go, I was like, holy shit. Same with starting my podcast. Wanted to start a podcast, you know, were you, did you have it when you started? Yeah. Yeah, I had about I had a few years of, of listening to somebody else's mm-hmm. podcast and in the back of my mind thinking, that'd be so cool, that'd be so cool, but I don't yeah. know the topic, I don't know what I would do, I don't know how to do it. You're right. And then it wasn't until I did it where I was like, everything just like kind of unfolded so nicely. Like you figure out how to do it 
as you do it. And like, yeah, maybe there's, like you said, like about your divorce, maybe there's a day where you're like, oh shit, did I make the best, the right decision? But then you're like, yep, I did. All right, let's keep going. You know, it's no more like days and weeks and months and even years of hesitation. It's like maybe a split second and then it goes away. Yeah, fleeting. I mean, I don't think I even had that. I had some remorseful, like older thoughts that came in, but I was like, you know, like when you make a decision, I I feel like this happened to you with your move life. When you make the decision, you almost get like lighter feeling. You um, like the, yeah, the weight of the decision is almost like that you're carrying. So interesting. I just feel like it, it kept coming up. Like it kept coming up and then I'd, I'd suggest it to a friend and they'd be like, no, you're already working on this thing. Don't start another thing. Yeah. And even a mentors would say that to me. Oh, and like, how many people discourage heart, you? Yes. Sorry. Oh, my heart just kept like being pulled in that direction. Like, should mm. I do it? And then, no, I didn't do it. And it just, like, it was. It was a heaviness. And I felt like things weren't moving forward, which is why I love the podcast. Because it's, like, I felt like I had a block in my life for those seven years. Like, I felt like I had something seriously stopping me from achieving, like, my my um, my goals in all aspects. Income and relationships. And just, like, everything was, like, being held back because I wasn't making decisions. Like, mm-hmm. making a decision and making a decision quickly is such a powerful tool. Like, if you think of, like, any millionaire in the world, do you think that they hum and haw about making a decision? No. I, I they don't just know. Think, yeah. Like, maybe for a second, and then they're like, okay, yep, that one. So getting into that habit, like, even for myself, like, when I go out, I try to work at that, at being able to make a decision quickly. So even yesterday, I had to make a decision about shirts that I'm getting. I'm getting warrior shirts, like a shirt that says warrior on it. Cool. And a portion of the funds are actually going to go towards women who are dealing with cancer. Love it. And, um... I had to make a decision, like, is this the one? And I'm like, maybe I should look at other types of writing. Like, do I want a different type of writing? And I'm like, nope, already made the decision. This is what's happening. Go, go time. Pay. Done. There you go. Make Done. The decision. And you know like, what? You can always help. change it later. Like, it's not like yeah. you're you're like this stagnant thing. You're always evolving and you're moving and you're flowing and you're in a flow state. And that's the thing. When you make decisions and you have confidence and you're true to yourself, you're not doing what the other person said to do. Like so many people told me how how much money I should charge, how like what I should include, how I should run things, what I should say on Instagram. Like everyone tells me shit. And I'm like, at one point I made a decision like, no, that's not me. It's not you doing this. You want to do this? You do it. But you're not, this yep. is me. I'm the one that has to live with the decisions that I'm making. You're trying to make me do something that I don't want to live with the consequence of that. Because that's not me. And it's so interesting. And that's what, like, one of, like, I love this about you because you are intuitive in the sense where you know who you are. And sure, sometimes you get lost in the way. And sometimes things are harder to see yep. or, like, whatever. But at the end of the day, like, man, I do love your move forward logo and ideology and, you know, keep. You helped me with that. Keep going. I only gave it to a handful of people being like, give me your your opinion. Yeah. I'm not saying I'm going with your opinion. Yeah. yeah, But I just want to get your take on it. Because if there's like a a sign of being like, don't do this. Somebody else has that. Or like, don't do this. Sure. This looks like shit. Or this reminds me of a tree. One look like, look, look like a tree. And I was like, I don't want that. I don't yeah. want it to be about a tree. Yeah, one looked like, like, like a, a one looked like a, here. like an army symbol or something or like an aviation. 
<laughs> they were all totally. kind of cool though. But anyways, okay. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show and talking. I I literally could talk to you forever. We we must do this again. I really love this. It and and I love what you're doing. And everyone has to go and listen to the Move Forward podcast. Oh my god, I just <laughs> almost choked. And then we're gonna get like I'm hoping to get exclusive um first dibs on the move life fitness apparel what do you what's the whole word what's what all do you call that like all, you just said, yeah okay okay great. i'm like shit did i get it wrong <laughs> I'm like, it's, it's, it's fitness apparel but i'll definitely get into like lifestyle so mm. like i want it i want it all but right now i'm mm. focusing on like you know tights and biker shorts and yeah bras mm-hmm. like sports bras you know so that sort of thing so um but you will definitely be getting mm. some of the first dips mm. oh yeah let me tell you girl mm-hmm. can't wait can't wait <laughs> maybe we'll do a giveaway yeah let's do a giveaway and we'll do like some collabs and so that everyone listening can like jump on like women own local sourced like locally sourced lo- like whatever just women-owned businesses are like thriving. I love it. I love supporting you. I love your message and the real, like the deep below the surface authenticity that comes with it. It's not just this like superficial crap. You have such an amazing story and you're changing people's lives and you're like sharing all kinds of your aha moments and all of your journey. And I think that's like what so many people need, especially women listening today who are like, oh, I want to do the thing. Or I want to start the business or I want to, you know, and the jump oh God, is well, just too hard. That. Like, honestly, it's so it's so kind of you to share that. I'm so grateful for you and all the amazing things that you are doing. And it's like, really, what I want to do is just inspire people to live authentically and to mm-hmm. really like listen to your intuition, because so many of us are just holding ourselves back. And it's yes. like when you hold yourself back what is the point? Like we only have this one life. My mom died at 35 years old. Like that's a really short life. She had a lot of shit she wanted to do. I'm sure that she never got to do. And you never know. You never know. know. So who cares what everybody else is thinking and just go out and do it. So at the end of the day, that's all I want to do is just like inspire everybody else to just live your life the way that you want to live it. You're the friggin' best, Michelle. Thank you so much. And we'll be in touch. Ah, I love you. Thank you. Okay, I'm over here giving you a big virtual hug because you just finished another episode of the Elisa Unfiltered Podcast. If you haven't done so yet, I'd love for you to share the love and head over to Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or Spotify and give this show a five-star rating. I'll give you bonus points for leaving a written review. And if you're looking for more, head over to elisaunfilteredcoaching.com for show notes and all the links to all the things Elisa Unfiltered. Have the best day, everyone. Until next time.